0: Hey, this is Dave Pryor for Leading Agile Sound Notes. We just finished a CSM class in New York, and right now I'm with Anil Jai Singh. Did I get it right? Yes. Okay, thank you. And and he sat in on the class with me this week and helped teach some of it. And what we're going to do for the podcast this week is answer a question that one of the students had that we didn't have time to dig into too much during the parking lot time in the class because we we ran out of time. So the question, as it was written, it just says documentation and reporting, but what they were really trying to get a sense of is how to respond to the people they work with who are under the impression that there is no documentation in Agile. This person is, is dealing with a development team that is convinced there's no documentation. Um, so before we get into the question, do you want to talk a little bit about your background and tell folks who you are?
1: Yeah, so I'm
0: anil Jay Singh.
1: Uh, I, am, uh, I started as a developer architect, became an executive um, in the company and very, very passionate about Agile and uh, learning more and 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 helping folks get better-performing teams.
0: Okay, and you're working towards your CST? I'm working towards my CST, yes. All right, so on this question of documentation, so as a coach, if you walk into an organization and you find a development team or, or executive or anybody who's under the impression that there's no documentation in Agile, how do you respond to that question? So I think that there is actually
1: more documentation in Agile than I found in my background, uh, than in waterfall, because it it is really very structured in the sense that you have a product backlog. Product backlog has, um, you know, requirements or or features or uh, defects that need to be documented. Acceptance acceptance criteria for stories needs to be there. Um, there's also um, for each of those stories, teams sit down with the product owner and break down the stories into actual details about wireframes, about how they would actually go off and test the stories. If you look at code, code itself would have unit tests and um, comments in there, which would also uh, go towards documentation. So I see that um, that has more structured documentation. The only difference being that documentation is created over time and in the sprint versus uh,
0: you know, at one time in a phase. Okay. And and also should all kind of focus on getting us to higher quality delivery and higher quality value for our customers as opposed to we're just doing this because the PMO says we have to do it because they want to check the box on the project. That's correct. Okay. That's right. And most
1: of the times, I mean, I work for a bank, so most of the times when audit comes to us, and this is a big deal, we have to explain how it used to fit in the old world versus the new world. Okay. And we do that, and actually we have a way to sort of map what they need to what documentation we pro, uh, produce in, in Scrum.
0: Okay, so let's let's talk about that for a second. If you're dealing with auditors, and this is stepping away from the question, but it's probably important to spend some time on. If you're dealing with auditors or some component of the company that's trying to check and make sure you've done all the stuff you're supposed to do and done it in the right way, how do you have a conversation with those auditors to explain, like, well, we don't have a Gantt chart or we don't have a risk? Register or anything like that, or change control forms. Like, how do you how do you explain to them how those are being addressed? So what
1: we've done um, is actually we've taken what they needed, so whether it's a Gantt chart, whether it's uh, whether it's some run book that uh, operations needed, or uh, whether it's some um, t- testing evidence that they needed, uh-huh. and all we showed them, we mapped it back to our tools or our processes and showed them exactly how we get it done. Okay. So let's say it's a, a, um, a requirements document. We would actually show them the product backlog uh, okay. and define that and say, look, if you collect all of this together, that would make up our requirements document. Okay. So we kind of get, go into them and explain it to, them in their language and they get it yes okay
0: so that's i mean to me it seems like a lot of the people who worry about the audits aren't the people that deal with auditors so the people that worry about the people who are going to deal with the auditors yes and they're afraid of getting nailed on it okay so what about a group of developers who are convinced that they shouldn't have to do any kind of documentation at all how would you how would you respond to that like if i if i'm a developer on the team like this we're agile man we don't we don't write anything down because we're agile so, other, I, other than boxing them soundly about the ears, how how would you have that conversation?
1: I guess what what we've done is um, really get them into a conversation with their product owners, okay. on things that, how would they break down the stories? How would they okay. understand the story? So then they would draw up something, we would take pictures and that becomes our documentation. So they might have whiteboards where they would create okay. things and then we would dump it into a Jira story or attach it to a Jira story. Okay, We could also do, um, for, for example, if they're writing unit tests, and then that becomes their documentation to say these are the features. And when the unit tests run, they can actually see all the features being explored okay. as they run. So that would become documentation. We try not to force
0: them to create documentation, but right. we figure out
1: ways to, um, you know, get them to document in a way
0: that helps and doesn't uh, impede their ability to deliver. That's right. Yeah. So that's that, right. to me that was one of the things. There was a gig that I had where I was a project manager working with the Scrum team. And from a documentation perspective, my job became take the output of the scrum team and translate it into something that the waterfall people in the company who didn't want to know about Agile could digest. Yes. Um, do, you, do you think that developers in general, and John, you have that background yourself, so um, are they able to see the value in creating the documentation or do you think that that's part of the issue? Like if it's not going to help them, I can see where they would say, if it's not going to help me deliver code or deliver the thing, it's a waste of my time. But do you think that you're that they're able to grasp that, why it would be important to create the stuff for the auditor? I, I guess it's a mixed bag. Okay. Some,
1: some do, some don't. But as long as we are able to sort of show them value for their work, right. that gives value to their code. And if we can take that and then map it back to the documentation sure. we used to do in the past, that okay. works out
0: very well. So one of the things that I've done in the past is actually pulled out the Agile Manifesto and, and shown it and said, look, it says working software over comprehensive documentation, not instead of. Yeah. Um, I always really want them to see like, okay, you might not feel like this is valuable for you, but if we don't do this, this is what happens to the business. I think a lot of folks... On development teams, not a lot. Some occasionally get so wrapped around their own little bubble that they forget that they exist as a service organization to a larger company that has other stuff they have to worry about from a business perspective. I mean, you must have that at at the bank, right? Yeah. And the other thing is um, we we come up with some
1: tools or we got some tools that would show them, you know, get like testing evidence, okay. for example, that automatically gets grabbed when they're doing the testing or the runbook. We are actually the runbook is something that we create for operations to take on and support the application. So they have to document that. But then that helps them transfer over the application rather than being on calls okay so that saves them time so then they would
0: you know agree to that so there are ways that we you can show that yeah so if there's anybody listening who doesn't know what a runbook is what is a runbook
1: a runbook is a uh, is documentation for operations or for another group to run the project so if there are any troubleshooting guide or if there's a way that they could actually take a support call and give a quick answer to something. Then okay. the runbook documents that. And then somebody else who's not worked on the application can support your application. So th-
0: that would be, I think, easy to explain why you should create that, because otherwise we're going to keep coming back and bothering you every time this thing falls apart. That's correct. Okay. Um, have you had to quantify the value of documentation for anybody? You can say no. I was no, just a question. No, okay. I guess the other it's the other way around where...
1: I have to prove that there is enough documentation. In- Pro- okay, prove to whom? Prove to the auditor, prove to regulators, prove to project PMOs, sometimes even prove to executive management.
0: Okay. So whose job do you think it should be to create all that stuff for the PMO or the auditor on the Scrum team? And the team, everyone. Okay, so so that's one of the things that I have advocated for is like, I'll do, if it's, Documentation that I can do, and by me doing it, it's not going to interfere with the team. I'll always advocate for that because I want them to have the time to, to develop. But if it's a runbook, I probably can't create that.
1: Yeah, and actually, same thing with this or with actual code documentation. Right, that's the developers um, that should be doing that because okay. they're writing the code. If you're doing test evidence, and if there's a QA team, they should be creating that. Okay, because they're testing the application.
0: So okay, things- so, so what if you're dealing with a PMO? That says, well, we have to do this doc. We have to have this documentation, and you say why? And they, well, because it's in the SDLC, we yeah. have to have it. Yeah. How do you, how do you help them figure out if they actually have to have it or they just think they have to have it because they've always had it? So we really go back and say, what's the need? And ask the question why. Okay. And
1: and when we get to that point where they say, well, we always had it, and then uh, we come back and and help them understand that. The idea is to get value out of it, yeah. rather than trying to say we always had it, and that's why okay. you need it. Um, so, so for example, testing document. We don't need a testing document. We need
0: some evidence. We de- we could use you need some tests. Of the unit test. so you could show them the tests. Yes, yeah,
1: exactly. And that okay. itself
0: is documentation. So, as if as somebody who's been a developer, what about the argument people would make that well, four years from now. If something breaks, we need to have the document that explains why we did this thing this way or find out who made the decision to make it this way. Do you see any value in that? Again,
1: not really, because I think that it's too, things have changed so much right. in that time frame that it really, at that point, it really doesn't even matter. So what would you look at? Um, working code. Okay. The, code, the code. Is, code is great documentation. If, if some people want to create documentation as part of the comments in the code, that's fine too. Okay. Um, so those are the two things that we. with.
0: Cool. Okay. So if people want to get in touch with you, if they have more
1: questions,
0: what's the best way for them to reach you?
1: Um, they can reach my email address. So it's anil at nimblebydesign.com.
0: Okay. And it's A N I L. Yes. Right. Okay, cool. Um, social media, anything like that? Yeah, Anil Jasing on okay. Twitter. All right. And do you want to give a quick shout out to the group that you work with here in New York?
1: Yeah. So um, my group that I uh, volunteer for is the New York City Scrum User Group. And if you are in New York City, please come join us and we have great content and we would love to have you participate with us. And you got Big Apple Scrum Day coming up. That's May 11th. Okay, And that's something that we're looking forward to. It's a one day conference that we held every year. In, in May, and it's all about bringing some of the uh, very smart people around Imagine Scrum uh, to come in and have a conversation with
0: us and cool. present. All right, all right, thanks a lot for being here, man. This was really great. Thanks, Dave.